Hi and welcome to the latest episode, I think this is episode 5 off the top of my head, of the Modern Honest Dating Podcast. Now, you might notice something a little bit different. The audio is just a little bit sexy. And by that I mean I bought a new microphone because the last episode I recorded, I actually recorded it approximately three times and it hurt me. It hurt me so bad to have to record it that many times just because every time I recorded it, I couldn't really hear it and there were things going on in the background or maybe the air conditioning was on. So um, this one, I've actually invested in some really awesome equipment and I can hear myself talk and it's quite sexy. So I really hope I don't get carried away with hearing my own voice because um, I guess it's really nice. This actually reminded me of the first time that I went on radio, uh, you know, when I heard myself in the system where you can hear yourself and they just they just tweak the... Um, they tweak the volume and they tweak the metrics of the audio just right so you can feel it and you can like, you understand how you work a little bit better and you hear yourself just a bit like nicer and you're like, wow, this is really good. I wish my voice sounded like this all the time. So I'm saying this now that I'm talking now, but I wish my voice sounded this good all the time because God knows if you meet me in real life, it does not sound this good. So this episode, I wanted to talk to you about unconditional love versus I guess what I would refer to as the real world, like the rest of the world. Because truth be told, love is this thing that permeates. It's this thing that I feel like just goes, It how do I say, it, it flows from you. It's like a river at the top of a mountain. Sure, it might start off as like this little, little trickle, but as it goes down the mountain, it will literally engulf everything if you let it. And this is what I find really interesting because when you look into the real world, if love is this unconditional thing that just gives and gives and gives and what we expect it to be, then why do we sign contracts? Why do we make each other sign these contracts that say, you will love me as long as I will love you. And if we look at it, maybe those contracts are actually there because, you know, there, there, are, part, there are things that we're trying to hold on to. There are things that we're trying to maybe necessarily feel, and we want to feel special. Now, that was the whole point. This is what I really love about this podcast is because I, I want things to be raw. I want things to be in this podcast really just really kind of almost sometimes confronting truths. But what I believe more than anything else, or a lot of other things, you know, because I believe that also pizza is delicious. Um, what I believe is that as humans, we are incomplete. And if you were to look at it, if you were to look at it as if we were complete, we would still need each other, but it would be at a different quality. If we still needed each other a different quality, it would be very collaborative. It would be very much on the side of this whole, I like the difference, like the subtle difference is the subtle difference between um, confidence versus arrogance or the subtle difference between uh, inviting versus insisting. In this world, if we were more complete humans, if we were more grounded, if we were more solid, if we were more strong, if we understood the nature of the world, but more importantly, if we didn't need to understand the nature of the world, 
love would be unconditional because we would just give it. We would have no need for it to come back to us. And this is why often I always say go first because I believe that going first, it's this idea that if you want something in your life, you have to give it first. So if you want someone to love you, you might have to love them first. And and a lot of people are afraid by this because when I say this, There's a lot of people who would take advantage of good people. And I'm not saying that you should let these people take advantage of you. But what I'm saying here is that when you look at it in this unconditional loving way and you understand the nature of relationships, you'll kind of start to appreciate the fact that, well, maybe if someone's taking advantage of you, you are not loving them in the entire, in like in the whole way or in the most possible way that you can. Because if you're letting someone take advantage of you at a deep level, you're probably quite, how do I say this? You're, you're almost scared that if you act out, that if you say something or do something that expresses your, your authentic nature, then they're going to leave you. And isn't that actually a little bit selfish? And when I say this, I know I'll upset some people. Because at the nature of it, it it is selfish because we don't want people to leave us. Why? Because we want people to love us. And why do we want people to love us? Because if we like, if we get can get people to love us, then we can feel support. We can feel we can basically feel all the things that we can't necessarily make ourselves feel. Now, I think that. We can't live without people in our lives. I really think that without people in our lives, like it's it's the phrase, it's like together we're better, right? And I'm not saying that we don't need people in our lives. But what I'm saying is that if you were to take out any expectation, so if you decide on the era of appreciation versus expectation and someone loves you and then they leave you, you would be grateful for that time that you spent with them. Not because they didn't give you the image or the idea that you had in your head. And then that's that's pretty much heartache right there. That's pretty much heartache because what what's the definition of heartache? I, I would say that we, we feel heartbroken or we feel upset when we have this idea or maybe someone promised us something or they they were going to give us or we expected something to happen and it didn't happen. Or we expected something to not happen and it did. So with this, we're always, it's like we're, we're never here. We're never here in this present moment that we're always, our mind is always somewhere in the future or somewhere in the past, trying to make it into something that we wish it could be, or we're trying to make it into something that, or avoid something in the past, right? And with this, it's still conditional love. It's still this whole incomplete love because we're looking for something outside of now to solve our problems. And truth be told, like people who work with me, they start to understand me a bit more because they understand that I believe that you, so you the listener, whether you're in your home or if you're in the car or if you're in bed listening to me, that you have everything you need to have the relationship you want inside you right now. 
And I believe that to the core because more often than not, my clients, after a while, they start to say, oh my God, I realized I had that within me the whole time. And it's, it's such a common thing that I hear. And I'm like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. So let's get back to it. Let's get back to conditional love or unconditional love versus the real world. In the real world, we do need people. In the real world, we do need people to help us out. And in the real world, you know, people aren't a bad thing. Because I love people. I feel like, you know, as I said before, like, peop- like together we're better. We can work together to create amazing things. We can work together and create amazing experiences. You know, we can, we can love each other. We can touch each other. We can, we can create art together. We can create life together. That there is no doubt of the benefit of having people in our lives, right? But I find when people get attached to this image, they get attached to what they want the relationship to be, then then they miss out on this present moment. They miss out on a conversation. They miss out on a feeling. They miss out on when someone raises their eyebrow so slightly that that means they enjoyed something you said. They miss out on the sound of their partner's voice. They miss out on that that initial touch when someone touches your hand and you feel that because our mind is that we're not in the moment, that we're looking for something else. And most of the problems that I solve in my everyday life for other people and for myself, actually, is all around that, is all around this idea that, how do I say this? It's all around this idea that we're not, we're not, we're not looking at what's happening now. We're not looking at what's literally in this moment because we're upset or we're depressed or we're feeling a sadness or we're feeling or we're looking for someone else to solve a problem for us. And understanding this, understanding this lets you understand the nature of attraction. Because some people think like, oh, why am I not attractive? Why am I not getting the, the love or the romance that I want? And it, it's because we don't understand the nature of it. So I want to tell you a little story about myself and how I relate to this all because I feel like that'll really put it into context. When I, um, when I was coaching guys, I knew every trick in the book. Every trick in the book. If I was going to meet someone or if I wanted, uh, you know, everything from a lasting love to maybe just having a one-night stand, I knew every trick in the book, Right? And I was especially confident when it came to being around uh, students because when I was around students, I had to perform, right? I had to step up and be able to provide whatever they wanted to provide. But when I returned to Australia, I was shocked. And I was shocked because I, I, like, I didn't, I, I wasn't confident. There was still something missing. And I went absolutely nuts about that because I was thinking, it's like, I know everything. I know everything. So why am I still like lacking confidence? I know everything. I know like how to do it, what to say, when to say, everything. It's like when will I be attractive? You know, I used to think it's like, "Oh my god, I wish I wish I can be confident enough or I wish I could have the confidence to do that," you know? And often chasing that dream 
creates this dichotomy when it was never about confidence in the first place. It was never about being attractive. And I discovered that when I, I went down this path more and I fought it and I fought it. I, I didn't do this for a while. And one of my old mentors was like, you got to work with women. Like we need you. And I was like, and I fought her for like maybe six months. And then I finally accepted it. I said, yes, let's, let's do it. But the thing is, I was always struggling with this. I was always struggling with this idea of when will I be attractive? Because when I was younger, I used to look back and see all those, uh, like when I was in high school, see all the cool, like the cool, uh, the cooler kids, you know, they used to get the girls and they used to be invited to parties and things like that. And I was, I was not, you know, I was, uh, painting figurines and, uh, playing video games and stuff like that. And I never understood what made them so attractive. And I thought that they had this thing that I didn't have. And I spent my whole life searching for it only to discover it was never about me. It was never about me and it was always about them. So what I mean by that is if that if you're attracted to someone and they're not attracted to you, it does not mean that you are not enough. It does not mean that you are not attractive enough. All it means is, is that whatever you have in that present moment is not what they're looking for. It's as simple as that. You know, a lot of people sometimes get angry when it comes to dating advice because they're like, you're going to change who I am and you shouldn't change me at all. But the truth is, you know, you can change your clothing. You can change your words. You know, you could decide if there is a fruit bowl, you could pick up an apple or you could pick up a pear. It doesn't mean you're an apple person. It doesn't mean you're a pear person because each moment is just an expression of who you are. That's literally it. It's just an expression of who you are in that moment. Moment to moment, which means that as each moment changes, so can you, which means your personality is rather fluid, which means that the things you can control are the expressions of your personality in the same way that you can change your outfit. You can change the words that you say. In the same way that you can change the words that you say, you can control the reactions that you have. Now, some people don't understand this. They don't understand this because they feel like they can't. They feel like their emotions are in control of them. And that is true for a lot of people. And that's where we get conditional love because we want someone to do the things for us that we can't necessarily do for ourselves. And if you want to, to break out of this, if you want to break out of this whole thing, you have to notice that this is happening. But it's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. That is literally it. Because people are like, oh, I'm feeling uh, like I've, um, are you accusing me of something? Have I done something wrong? But it is, no, 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 no. I'm just pointing out the truth. It's like I'm saying the sky is blue. You know, you could say the sky is red and I'm like, no, it's blue. I'm not accusing you. You don't have to agree. I don't care if you don't agree because I care about the people that do agree. 
And for me, it's about change. I'm always saying that because to me, it is about change. And I want to really get to the core of some issues and help people change the way they look at the world. And then that way, we'll change the way we look at love. And it won't be this thing that defines us. And when it doesn't define you, you can almost like, it's it's like you can take a sidestep. You can be in it, but you can also step out of it and look at it. It's like I like to say, you can't clean your boots while you're standing in the mud. And that's the truth. Because sometimes we get into situations and we're always confused and we're always hurt. And we feel like, you know, like, how do we change the situation? And then people come to me because they're like, how do I make him like me? And there's this need because it's conditional, right? And if you want to understand the difference between unconditional love and this real world conditional love... Have a look at your reactions, because if he doesn't give you what you want and your love quickly turns to hate or anger or doesn't have this this soft, subtle vibration of just gratitude and appreciation that permeates through all your actions, then it is conditional. And then in that moment, you are saying that I will love you as long as you give me what I want and I, in turn, will give you what I want. Because that's where honeymoon periods change. Like, that's honeymoon periods, right? Because we get excited. We're like, ooh, this person can do the things that I want them to do. And I'm saying this and I'm making it a caricature, but it's, it's true at a subconscious level. Because, you know, after a while, the excitement bears off and then we realize we're in a relationship with a human that doesn't necessarily do the things that we want to do for us. And I'm not saying that you have to become this, this stoic monk robot that just does things and doesn't need people in life. And this is why I kept reiterating the point that together we're better. But what I am saying here is that you have to understand the difference between conditional love and unconditional love. So this flowing love and the rest of the world, the real world, right? And it's also worth knowing that as humans, we often switch between the two. That at one moment, we're loving the other person unconditionally. And then in, you know, we get upset. We, we have our real world's needs that aren't met. And we need to like talk about it. And we need to feel it out. And we need to discuss it. And we need to laugh about it. And we need to cry about it. And that's fine. I did that last night. Unconditional love should never leave. It should be this thing that is always there. It should be this thing that when you're with someone, no matter how they're treating you, you still love them. It doesn't necessarily mean you let them treat you bad. That's a whole nother thing. But regardless of what is happening, you still are there for them. Like emotionally, not not, not always physically, but emotionally. Which means that if that person leaves you, it might mean you love them for the rest of your life, but not this this need, I'm, I'm so sad they've left me. It's this, like, oh, I hope they're doing okay. But it doesn't necessarily even have to, like, come into your mind. It's just like a, it's like a soft spot. It's this thing that just is there. But the truth is also, and before we have to wrap this up, because I always like these things to go for around 20 minutes, maybe even longer sometimes, um, is that, how do I say this? Doesn't, 
you don't create love. You don't create it. It doesn't come from something. You participate in it. It was always there. It was always there. It was there when you look at a tree. It was there when you, you look at your parents. It was there when you eat food. Only when you see someone and they see themselves back in you, it becomes a little bit more obvious. And that's the truth. So, I could talk about this forever, and I know I probably will if you let me, but uh, I want you to now take some time and just look at your relationships and ask yourself some questions like, when was a time that I felt that my love was unconditional? And when was a time that it was conditional? And how did we... And it switches between the two. And why is it okay that it switches between the two? Because we're, we're honestly, we're only human. And before at the start of the podcast, I said it's like we're incomplete, you know, and this is why there's a lot of stuff out there that's like, I need someone to complete me, right? But I guess, you know, that's why life's there. Life's there. It gives us things that are hard. It gives us, it gives us challenges to complete us. And if you look at every problem, like it's this, it's this thing that can potentially help you, you'll learn that honestly, like there are no real problems, that every real problem comes with an amazing solution. And I know I'm saying that as this privileged, semi-white, I'm kind of like an olive is guy in Australia and things like that. But I firmly believe that, you know, it's 10% reality and 90% interpretation. You know, saying that you're not attractive enough is an interpretation. Saying that that person just didn't react as I like to say, like triggered, like they weren't triggered uh, by your attractiveness. That's reality. Focus on that, you know? It's like the serenity brand. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's like, Lord, give me the wisdom to change the things I can or the courage or the serenity to, uh, Lord, give me the serenity to change the things I can, the courage to something um, and the wisdom to know the difference. I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I like it, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, so as always, thanks so much for listening. This has been an amazing thing. Uh, for those actually who know, I actually did a live recording of this on YouTube. Uh, not Sorry, not YouTube, on um, my Facebook page. Uh, the live recording will also be available on my website. So it'll be done under live videos at www.gethimhooked.com. And as always, I want you to share this with every person you know. I have set this goal that on iTunes, I am going to beat Hannah Riley from Triple J, who is number one in the sexuality section, Let's bring down Hannah Riley and Triple J. Let's get to number one. I want to do it. And if you're listening, Hannah Riley, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. So uh, thanks so much for listening. And I really hope that you um, tell everyone you know. And also just like, like treat life differently. Like relax because... A lot of the problems that we have are interpretations that, you know, if we take some time to think, okay, is this real or is this interpretation? Um, the other day I had this epiphany that came to my head is that like we hear sounds and we judge sound as good. It was like that music is good, that music is bad, things like that. But it, at the very core, it enters our ears at the same point and it enters our ears at the same point and it is just a sound, a wave. Literally, it is just a wave 
and our brain decides what is good or what is bad. And if it can decide, then decisions or interpretations can be changed. And if you change your interpretations, you can change your reality and you can change the nature of your relationships, the nature of attraction. You can literally change everything if you change your interpretations and the best interpretations or the best study of life is of how it is. So thanks so much for listening and I really hope um, that uh, you'll listen to future ones. All right, see ya, bye.